0: This is Jane Hardwick Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series.
1: I am Ayla Myra your podcast host and story guide.
2: Episode 11
1: of the Woman Craft Podcast. Thank you so much for coming into this magical number. And this episode with Sa from Medicine Voice is number 11 and we will explore Sa's journey into her voice and it's a really insightful way of her voice that has been gifted to us as medicine healing and the work that she does and how she found journeying with the school found the depths to the layers and the releasing and the showing up process so it's a really good dive into Saar's journey as well as the work that she does now and we're gifted with a beautiful song at the end so please stay tuned for that one enjoy all right welcome Saar thank you so much for your presence here um on the Woman Craft podcast, it's an honor to have you and to share your wis- wisdom with us. So, biggest welcome!
3: Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about chatting with you.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Sa Medicine Voice, as you are known with your beautiful resonating voice that um, I was telling you before, like my three-year-old daughter is quite obsessed with (laughs) your songs. Um, Let's talk about firstly, in which what we do with this podcast is your experience. Now, in 2014, you journeyed in the Southern Highlands with Jane. Yes. Yes. tell me a little bit of a lead up if you can sort of place Mm. yourself retrospectively go back into that time portal what was your calling like what brought you into this work and and to journey with the school at that time
3: Mm. well I I can remember the moment so vividly because in 2013 I felt as as my life was just happening I moved in a nutshell I moved back to Sydney from London in 2010 and for those few years between 2010 and 2013 it was like a real like accelerated time for me of getting to know myself and getting to know what I really wanted out of life and how I could really be of service. And that's where I started doing all my body work. And I had gone to India in 2013. And while I was there, this really strong calling of, oh, my gosh, I have to work with women. I have to work with women. Maybe I want to be a doula maybe I'm already doing all this body work with women. I just, I love women and I'm so committed to um, the feminine and how can I serve basically. And I went, I had started looking up doula courses and things and it wasn't really hitting the spot for me. And I ended up going to this women's circle and I think it probably was my first official women's circle with a girlfriend of mine and as the women were going around and we were sharing and talking, uh, the bowl got to this one woman and she said, hi, I am Lizzie B. Because I'm happy to, I know that Lizzie B. knows this story because I've told it to her heaps of times. That I'm Lizzie B. and I am a shamanic midwife. And in that moment I was like, boom, (laughs) I think that's what I am. And I had no idea really what that meant or what the context was. But as soon as I heard it, it was like the, the light, the, the lights just went off for me. And that night I went home and I looked it up and then I found the school of shamanic midwifery and, um, which is now the School of Shamanic Womancraft, But saw about Jane, saw about the Four Seasons journey and I just, yeah, went for it.
1: Wow. But that, so that's my story. <laughs> do you feel yeah. at that time was there like blockages in your life or anything that was um, which can come up for people around this, you know, diving into the journey or was it all open for you
2: I
3: I think that I was just looking for a deeper direction and possibly that there was an maybe a more of a deeper knowing inside me that really wanted to heal things I didn't even realize I I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint exactly what they were. It's like only retrospectively I see really how disassociated I had been for for most of my whole life from my body and um, I think that it was just this inner knowing inside me that knew that the next piece would come or a really significant something really life-changing would come from this journey. Mm. So it was a kind of, it was more an intuition and being guided by, but I think, yeah, continuing to release or melt the blockages around my, my creativity or not so much the creative, the birthing of the creative pursuits, but then getting them out there and with my own self-confidence or my own ability to like stand firmly for who I am and be in my power and understand that what other people might think out there isn't is not um is not going to get me down or it's not going to discourage me or it's not going to um color the my enthusiasm or my ability to be assertive for, uh, for what, for getting what I want or for at least trying as hard as I can to get it, if that do makes you, sense.
1: Do you feel <laughs> that like I'm just flipping right to the end of your journey now and I'll mm. go back again, but do you feel like they, the, all those things that you spoke about came from like then till now? Do you feel like yeah, that's you now? Like that's yeah, know, that's
3: absolutely. Good. Yeah, it it's like I th- these these were the tools, these were the missing pieces from my life, and or these were the missing pieces to support me to step into the the person that I always was, but to really step into it and to shine into it,
1: I think, as well. Mm. And did you have that awareness then before you stepped into it or you just had the spirit call like it was like, yep, that's it?
3: I think it was just the calling. Yeah, I've always made, um, I think in my life, intuitive decisions that haven't really been based in too much. That um, yeah, there have been significant decisions that I've made that it was like, it was like something, it was, um, it was like the absolute, like there was nothing that I questioned around it like feels yeah. like moving to London or te- doing certain things in my life. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doing this. I might, I might be thinking about should I or shouldn't I, but sometimes I have that, like the thinking, the overthinking and the analysing, but sometimes it's really clear what needs mm. to happen and I don't question it for a minute. I know that that's what's, what needs to happen. And I guess that with the school, that was definitely I knew in some way or another I was going to do that.
1: I feel uh, like with previous people I've spoken to, it's like that exact same feeling Mm. and it was like that for me and I can really relate like that journey of our lifetime, even though we can be, uh, like you said, dissociation or – you know, embodied trauma or things that we're carrying that we might have, you know, that channel to the light might be just a bit like jaded and foggy. Yeah. There's still that deep spirit that drives us into these things and whether it's by life acting that out, um, that calling uh, into the school seems really like one of those like, yeah, that's that deep spirit call back to yeah. our remembering back to yes fostering our safety and yeah it's just it's just beautiful to hear it again from mm. you
2: yeah. oh. <laughs> and yeah. to know that
1: yeah we're we're all in this together because if we're feeling that calling and um, going with the intuition then you know that's when our love expands that's when we grow that's when we shift and,
2: mm, mm. Mm. and so if-
1: tell me uh like when you first arrived, like do you kind of remember what it was like? Yeah, did that come <laughs> up for you at that time.
2: Um,
3: I remember there was some definitely a little bit of um uncomfortability, like, or perhaps some mild trepidation around the unknown or undertaking um, like getting into a group of women and sitting at opening gathering and not really knowing where I fit in or how I would fit in or if I would fit in or whether or not this actually was a very big mistake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then just the power of the opening circle and calling ourselves present and speaking the names of each woman is invited to speak the names of their their lineage of their mother and their grandmother and um, that was really emotional for me to say hi I'm Sar and I. And the daughter of and the granddaughter of I just became overwhelmed with a, an emotion because it hadn't been something that I'd really ever done in that context but something that was always very um significant for me in the mother line like I you know to be um acknowledging that red thread but then not even having the language around it until until i entered the four seasons journey and and then things just start to make sense and looking at and looking around the circle at all these women and hearing the the words from jane of the circle being the shaman and that we're listening with the ears of our hearts to the other voices of ourselves speaking and how we want to give our our sacred listening to each woman and in turn we will be listened to. Like all of that stuff was radical to me but it was also things that I had been deeply yearning for but it's like I didn't know that they really existed in this context, so it was a, it was really magical, and um, mm. it had it did feel like like coming home, and at the same time, it felt scary because I was opening a, a can of worms, or I was I was opening myself up to the journey and what would be the confronting aspects and the, the joyous and the shadow and everything like that was like, okay, like jump. Here's, now's the time.
1: It's uh, really interesting when you reflect on that, uh, like just going into that whole awakening, you know, when we become into our awakening. Um, and we're saying we're ready you know we kind of make that commitment to go Mm. okay like we're ready and we've talked about this in the podcast before the how the school holds that safety for that to come out because Mm. you know when you're it's not like awakening is like you're like you know flying in the kind of upper realms and it's all beautiful and blah 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 it's like face first sometimes you're into your truth and it's it's painful, it's heartbreaking, there's grief, there's shame, like all that stuff needs to come up to be released. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, having that journey and that space for it to come up in safety and that sovereignty of like all the women around us and ourselves and um, it's just really important. That's the word that came to me, important, but also... uh, yeah I just like you know like when you said that feeling of like jump yeah it's like okay I'm ready (laughs) Um, yes
3: yeah (laughs) and there was that was something I had thought of to say a little bit um, just at the beginning when I was talking about like finding the school and knowing that it was for me I think there is that like on that side of things as well like when we are ready for things they do appear or that quote of like, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears or mm. that that there is, there's an internal readiness but also the the energetic or all the dimensions of readiness align and then it's like, okay, here we are. And I just had this beautiful memory as well of arriving at Jane's property and meeting the apprentices, meeting Jane and the apprentices for the first time, having spoken to Jane on the phone before, but that being embraced and a big hug and a kiss and like, let you know, do you need help? Let's help you with your tent. Go over here, go over here. It's just straight away this such a beautiful sense of, that support and safety that you just talked of,
1: yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. just hits you straight away, doesn't yeah. it? And how important that is for our growth and healing is that safety in that container. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favourite things to talk about on this podcast <gasps> is the safety container and everyone's different interpretations of mm-hmm. how they felt safe um, in that in their in their in their journey. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And so you spoke before about the Red Thread and how that was really like illuminated for you. Did that sort of when you made your drum or anything during your time with the the school in 2014, did that um, connect you to something or did it take you back to your birth or your Menarch? or is there anything that you can, um, I guess, bring into the light about that
2: mm. for us? I think...
1: Yes, all of those things, um,
3: there were little insights through the red, there were little insa- insights around my red thread. Um, I think the most significant thing was the healing work that I am doing in my life to be a kind of circuit breaker and to be going back through the generations past in my own way to heal some of the the shame and also the like the roles and the um the, I guess, oppression to some degree of the women just needing to settle with what they had and not being able to have more opportunities or speak up for themselves and follow their dreams in the ways that they might have wanted to. And also some of the religious Um, the shackles of dogma that evolved and how to how to break out of those whilst continuing to be deeply honoring of the spiritual path and certain traditions but um, bringing the the feminine or the healed feminine back into, into the light and not like, and not just continuing these same patterns over and over of disempowerment and, um, and, and shame and taboo and all of those sorts of things. So I think, um, understanding my birth story was, was one thing where I think um, f- like for me I probably didn't feel that the birth story – the birth story for me was more just around seeing how I do life but then Menarch was cer- <clears throat> certainly um, – woven around some of the more cultural aspects of menstrual shame and you can't wear a tampon until you're married and we don't talk about these and this underwear is dirty and blah 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 so that definitely all ends with me in terms of um there being any kind of residual shame attached to it. It's like, I'm really, um, I'm committed to like continuing to, um, what am I trying to say? Like, I feel really committed to reclaiming all of those things and using it as wisdom and, Using it as a way of cultivating our inner power for the good of all, etc.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, How,
1: which is our which is our lifelong work, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's not like we just heal it and go, oh, cool, done. Um,
3: yeah, and no. there's always layers coming up and coming up, and that was mm. been the beautiful thing about you know, going to moon song a few times, for example, or now doing the four seasons journey again as an apprentice. But then there's, all, there's like, for me, four years later, there's more and there's the next piece of something comes up and it's like, ah, so that was a four year process of now going, ah, oh, I understand this a little bit more. I've, I've journeyed through my life for a few more years and now I've done this process again and I see how I'm different. I see how the gifts from the time I did it the first time are now coming through to show me these new little treasures, which is why it's amazing having the opportunity to revisit the processes.
1: Yeah, it must be too. And then holding that different space, uh, how was that for you now? Like we're going now into your apprentice self, um, mm-hmm. holding space. Yeah, so it is five years later, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The 2014 yeah. to 2018. Yeah, yeah. And do, did you feel that same calling, like that same like,
3: yeah? Yes. This
1: is what, yeah.
3: It took me. I knew that when I, I knew when I finished the 4SJ that at some point I would definitely want to apprentice and then, yes, last year, especially then, um, Kaliak and Ishwari were graduate teachers and set something up in the Blue Mountains. So it felt really perfect to be able to, because I'm based in Sydney, to, Um, to be part of it and for it to be manageable practically as well. So being able to go up to the Blue Mountains felt um, like a really wonderful, exciting thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a smaller group as well because there was something for me that was – it felt important to me for my first year of apprenticing – <clears throat> to do it with a smaller group. So I know that the Mullum groups have been quite large in the last few years.
1: And so during your apprentice year that nearly fin- will finish soon, mm-hmm. um, did you find, you know, like the layers, like was there some more depth that was coming out through you, through the sharing and through this space holding? Um, that yes. All, that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: For on the one hand, being there to support the journey, women, and just being there to respond at any moment for anyone, and also learning the art of um, of waiting and sitting and letting a woman be in her experience without really being the shamanic craftswoman i suppose like i getting another opportunity to practice to embody what that is for me and to listen and to um to to really watch what i watch what i what i say in order to allow the woman to really have her experience and come to her own conclusions and answer her own questions. So being that guide of just asking the questions and sitting with and and then on on the other hand having a chance to do some of the, processes again or revisiting my um my sacred wound story for example and some of the dark moon processes with the different goddesses so noticing how i connected to them differently this time and whilst at the same time holding space so um making it it was always a bonus when i had a chance to look at a process for myself
1: so, so your work you're with, medicine with medicine voice yes <laughs> your beautiful uh offerings in song and prayer uh tell me was that always a part of your life or did that come out at some certain point and transmute and transform into what it is now How-
3: it's always been and it's certainly transmuted and transformed thanks to the Four Seasons journey. Mm. And the it's like the my my intention and my purpose and my drive for things and also my ability to let go of the past and to let go of the things that my my teen self really wanted or my 20 something self really wanted I could it was like I could reset and update all of those things to look at well what do I this woman in in this time really want and how do I want to express it and um, before that, so in my twenties, I was in bands and based in London and touring in a band internationally, and really being part of the whole rock and roll scene and the music industry was my life. And I guess there was a sceniness around it. I, I, I think, and there was a there was a desire to be accepted by this scene. And to fit in and to get famous or to be recognized or at least um, somehow, yeah, like given some recognition to my work because that's what I, that's what I wanted. That's what I was seeking. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a block that I was coming up against, so I was creating this work, but then I felt that I was never satisfied with what I got, or it was it was kind of never enough, or I had more of an agenda around wishing that that somebody would hear it and then that I would get signed or something like that. And so I made this, I made a record in 2012 and then for two years, actually more than that, for four years <laughs> or, or I'm not sure about the chronology but mm-hmm. I pretty much, I made this record and, and then I, tried to get it out there and I didn't really have very much success in any labels being interested in putting it out. And it was under, it was this record that you've listened to, but the name that I had gone under was a different name. And um, then when I did my Four Seasons Journey and then when I did Vision Quest, that was Medicine Voice was actually what came from my vision quest. So on the, yeah, when I cried for a vision on the final night of my solo, the name Medicine Voice came through. And as soon as Medicine Voice came through and then I understood that I needed to rename myself um, in that I needed to, like, let go of the old, the old name and become Medicine Voice and then I was going to put it out and because I felt like that was the, again, like that was the missing piece um, or that was what, that was what life had been waiting for <laughs> in order for me to get it out there. And literally within maybe six months or so of becoming Medicine Voice and then thinking this is how I'm going to do it, that's when this label approached me and then we were able to put it out in the way that I wanted to but then also there were these deeper layers of like this really is an offering now. I don't have an agenda around around something else happening that's all been let go of now because my intention is clear. And this is me being of service to the world by getting out of my own way and by just expressing myself and singing because I love to sing and opening my heart because my heart just wants to love and my voice because my voice just wants to be sung like that just clarified everything and put me, put me in the place that I needed to be, and then everything happened that I wanted. In a way,
1: yeah, stepping out of our own way, That's yeah, cool, isn't it? Yeah, I can't yeah. tell if
3: any of that um, made sense, but um. <laughs> so yeah so if it it doesn't I'll try and clarify but yeah I was like how to distill that basically like medicine voice was born and then that was what I needed and what I had been waiting for to get me to where I had wanted to go but I couldn't have gone there before because Mm. it it wasn't I guess it wasn't with the right intention, or it wasn't with the intention which was like for the for the highest good of
1: all. Yeah, that's, that's the that's, that's the, the gold, gold part, part, isn't it? Mm. When you're putting an intention and it's for the the greater good or the highest good of all, it's, yeah, um, that's when the things shift, isn't it? And that's mm. when you're open to synchronicity. And the the way I felt how you explained it then was like you know, like your time in London was chasing future but also holding on to it when it hasn't even kind of created yet and not you know we tend to hold on to things so much sometimes because of how society expects us or how we're imprinted to be um, or act in the world no. and we just hold on to those imprints and yeah. um, we hold on to a future that you know may not essentially serve us and mm-hmm. Um, It's like that music industry, I suppose, maybe it's like, you know, wanting the validation, um, wanting to be heard, but are you being heard by the right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. And and then just coming into that space now where you, uh, it's like the trees and the leaves, you know, they fall off and they renew and grow and we're not, you're not 20 and I'm not 20 and my (laughs) life in my 20s was so, so different. And, yeah, letting go of that, letting the leaves fall mm. the new ones grow because we're in a different life phase. We're in, yeah. That's one of the things of school beautifully. That, that was one of my ahas in the school too was just like the life phases of me and mm-hmm. letting go just like the flower, just like the tree, you know, like that whole seasonal shift and aligning with that and seeing the gifts that come from that. I think that's the beauty in it, isn't it? The, yeah.
3: Yes, it's nice, it feels nice to be able to let go or I'm thinking like of using the word give up but I don't feel like those are the right words but let go in a way that is really honouring Of my maiden or of the young versions of me but then also to say well look like look at look at all the things that you couldn't have imagined because sometimes when we are we have these pursuits and these dreams they can also keep us from being truly expansive into all the possibilities or they can sometimes be limiting so i think oh my dreams i've got these i've got these big dreams but somehow they can become they can also be shackling and they can also become limiting because there are things that we don't know it's like we don't know we don't know what is out there for us waiting And in what capacity and through what winding rabbit hole we're going to find some more treasure that we didn't even know could exist or could be found. So I feel like that's kind of what happened with Medicine Voice. And I'm so happy it did because it was actually liberating more than anything
1: just like a birth isn't it like when Mm. you work with people in birth you know that holding on to those expectations of how that birth could be and that birth is going to shape everything and you layer upon layer upon layer those shackles um but when you sort of like go like you said the letting go or give up on that notion that it's going to be like this you're shutting you know you're opening again to possibility and synchronicity and uh that's that beautiful weaving isn't it that when we can tune into that which is mm. it's like easier like you, you said before earlier like easier said than done because yeah. we're always working on the, the the layers they're always coming up and the imprints and it's like oh yeah there's that one oh that's right that's why I'm feeling that or you know that's why mm-hmm. um, yeah and that just you know being that feather kind to ourselves and that gentle nature that we can come into that it's like it's okay it's it's just okay to be you are listening to the school of shamanic womancraft podcast series with ayla
0: myra subscribe to our podcast via itunes and all good podcast players
1: Is it each time you birth a new a new song or a new journey, do you find that you feel yourself going deeper into that groundedness?
3: I think that's a really good question. Um, I feel to bring in like the other aspects of what my work and my service is, which is also the, the deep, embodiment work through massage Mm. and the other side of me it's like medicine voice and medicine hands in a way so it's like um I feel that when I am in a creative space that that it does come more easily to me when I'm, when I'm really feeling really grounded, and the more grounded I can feel, then the more expansive I can feel. It's like I feel like with the songwriting process, it actually comes from an an above energy. Like I haven't really thought about it like this before or talked about it like this but it's like all the all the work I do with women and and massage and um working primarily like with the pelvis and embodiment practices on the physical like on the physical realm like with our with our earthed bodies I feel like that's coming from below and up but then the creative process is kind of coming from up into into me so i get the sense that the more like as i observe what i'm doing like the the more i'm in my body and offering and offering the work that i do from a really Um, authentic place then then the sound offerings come in a very organic way and it's also interesting because I haven't been sure what to do now with Medicine Voice and um, I'm going to be doing like have you heard of Kundi Club? Where are you based, Ayla?
1: I'm in this far south coast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, interestingly,
3: I was like in over the last few months just thinking, okay, so I feel like I need to put a little bit more energy now back into Medicine Voice and really support that side of me to just keep evolving like it's time for a new evolution. It's time for something, um, and usually I like those things to be a little bit out of my comfort zone. And then at the same time, one of the beautiful journey women this year on the Forest, the Blue Mountains Four Seasons journey, her name is Haley, and she is she has a thing called Kundi Club, which is Kundalini dance and Kundalini yoga, and it's a it's a way of getting people together. Without drugs or alcohol, creating community, and part of it at the end is a long sound shower of shavasana. And she asked me to to be like the sound healer for this series over seven weeks, and it f- it felt really exciting and also edgy for me because I still I wouldn't call myself a sound healer like I feel uncomfortable with that term um but it's so exciting because I know that that starts in two weeks I think but I know that Medicine Voice is about to embark on a a new and exciting adventure (laughs) and um I'm really stoked about that because it's not about recording. It's not about writing for me. This is about in real time creating something really magical and special, connecting, offering, and being in that in real time with the people. So, and I think there's a bit of me that's been nervous until now to just really launch into that so yeah we're also talking right now like this podcast comes at an amazing time because I feel like I'm also at a little bit of a threshold around where medicine voice is going next and what she wants to do and how she's going to do it so there's a bit of that
1: yay love this (laughs) and I I love that whole you know that wondering of you like where where is it going where is it heading and uh, like the way I felt, it wasn't like you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with it and blah, 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 like block, block, block. It was more like, hmm, where is this going? And then, you know, the synchronicity opens up and you get connected. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like that journey of like we're not, you know, like where we kind of have to feel like we don't know what we're doing or like what am I doing or what what am I doing here? It's kind of like the beginning, isn't it, of yeah. something yeah. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Those
3: questions are always so exciting. Like when everybody whenever anybody says, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing or oh I'm a bit afraid there's this happening, it's like, how wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the best thing I've heard all day.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: that's, that's But annoying. um yeah. it can obviously it doesn't always feel that way for the person involved. No. But yeah. I think that it is it's exciting for me to to witness myself and others in these states of letting go because that's this is what I believe. Like in the unknown, we learn to be with what is. In the unknown, we get to know each other. Like that's where the shit gets real. Um, in the unknown, we are like so there's so much possibility and then if if we can or i say like speak from an I place when i'm like when i am in those situations if i can ground down be in my body be okay with try and really come from a powerful place when i'm making the choices that i'm making then i feel like everything that happens is going to be meaningful. It might not always be something that we think is, in inverted commas, like the best outcome or the this or the that or like where we start labelling things. But I truly feel that it's like it comes back to what Jane says, her, you know, her golden quote about you have the birth you need to have. Mm to teach you what you need to learn it's like I believe that for every single moment of our lives like we have these experiences that we need to have to teach us what we need to learn to support us on our journey toward wholeness but that really it's a there isn't a destination either it's just we're constantly in motion like furling and unfurling and expanding and contracting and diving deep and then coming up for air and then and chaos and order and it's all it's all really juicy <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: yes yes i'm loving this <laughs> And it's just that cyclic nature, isn't it? It's not just cyclic nature.
3: It it? is. That's what it comes back to. It's like, oh, oh, my gosh, yeah, and this too will pass. And so, and this too will pass. Like, these things that we learn, they are, like, skills for life. Mm. Yeah. And, um
1: Yeah, and the taking of what, you know, sometimes like this came up for me recently, I've just been going through like, you know, like deep layers of grief that I've just been really sitting with and, you know, that same feeling, it's like it's not always going to be like this, even though when you're in the trenches of it, Mm. you know, coming out of it now and um, just that sort of feeling that came up for me was like about forgetting and I'm like when we remember it's so exciting because we remember the parts that we need at that point in our life, like you in your 20s and you now. It's okay to forget. Actually, forgetting is amazing because when we do remember, we know we know it in a different embodiment. So we're taking what we need and we're leaving the rest. And we're so attuned, again, like that societal conditioning to like, remember everything, can retain it and hold on to it because that's part of our destiny it's part of our future. And if we forget it, then we're going to be like, you know, not the same person and like identity, identity and story and holding on to everything. And, um, you know, like just before like what you spoke about, all those um, polarities and those shifts, all part of that circle, it's just so beautiful when you're in it, like when you're fully in that like that phase, you know, and the different seasons and the cycling is like the letting go process. We're just yeah. constantly letting go, letting go, yeah. letting go. Yeah. So yeah, really resonate with what you said. Then it's just beautiful. Tell tell me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, what I like to do when I wrap up the podcast is if you could just offer some wisdom or insight to women that are thinking about journeying the four or eight seasons journey um, mm-hmm. or even like you know uh, one of the workshops like moonsong or autumn woman harvest queen um, what's your
2: yeah um, what's
1: your message to those that are like, uh,
2: well yeah
3: well I think one of the most important things In this human existence is to know thyself and from that spring of self-knowledge everything is connected so if a woman is interested in this work or if a woman is interested in really really getting to know herself in a way that is so beautifully held and so deep and so magical as well, um, then that's that's what happened for me. Like I got to know, I got to know me in ways that have just supported me to flourish and blossom and like come into this like f- feeling of like yeah i'm a badass <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah i can do anything like yeah i've got like yeah sometimes i feel really sad and um i have my triggers and like oh i understand that oh this is this has helped me this process um like this this womancraft process this community that i am receiving beautiful support from and giving beautiful support to it's just like the best thing in the world so i feel certainly within the spiritual practice of menstruation all the work that's done around moonsong and just understanding the cycles and the seasons of life and how we navigate through that to support our well-being like oh it's all such good shit
1: so, <laughs> totally,
3: that's what I, yeah, beautiful. That's my mm.
1: spiel. I love your spiel. <laughs> it's your spiel. So, all your links and everything I'm going to put on the show notes so people connect with Medicine Thank Boys, you. connect with your offerings, connect with you. Um, and Wondering, I just got this then, like, do you have a little like a little little song that you could send us out on or something that
2: oh
0: um
2: yes?
1: Do you feel connected to doing that? Yes,
2: (laughs) yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that I will sing a song that, or a little a little prayer that I wrote when I was on Vision
2: Quest,
3: and it, I called it Yay. the VQ Lullaby, and it, it kind of came to me before I went out on the solo while I was looking for a spot to set up my solo spot, and it's, and I yes, it's special and okay.
2: I am not in nature. I am nature. I am not out of place. I am in my place. I am not unprepared, I'm prepared as I am. I am not in danger, this nature is my home. I am not in nature, I am nature, I am not out of place I am in my place I am not unprepared I'm prepared as I am I am not in danger this nature is my home this nature is my home this nature is my home So much gratitude
1: mm. Mm. So much gratitude to you, you Sa. Thank you.: Thanks for coming Ella. on the show and sharing your wisdom soft. and your beautiful soft insights.: I just Oh
3: good. Thank it. you for having me.
0: For more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect, head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. We are all in this together.